MSW Media. Hi, Daily Beans listeners. Today's show is brought to you by my favorite daily nutritional drink, Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We thank them for their support. Today's show is dedicated to Scott Hall and Brent Renault. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, March 18th, 2022. Today, there's a new minute order in the John Eastman email docket. The investigation into Hunter Biden takes a big hit. Coke Industries refuses to cut ties with Russia and backs groups opposing sanctions. The House votes 424 to 8 to remove trade status for Russia and Belarus. And Russian troops are having a difficult time communicating on the ground in Ukraine because of their own destruction. I'm your host, Allison Gill. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. I'm going to read you the news today by Malonesome, and I'll be joined by Amy Carrero a little bit later for the good news. Always nice to have Shira here. And this is going to be her last day for a little while. She's going to be working. So we're going to have some special guests fill in while she's away. But I'm going to miss her so. And also, thank you so much for the good pet vibes today. My uh, my boy, my podcast, Podcat Boobs, is fine. He had some dental work done today, had to be put under general anesthesia, but he is awake, kind of drunk, and uh, loving life, feeling no pain right now. He's down nine teeth, but he's going to be so much happier, and I'm so glad that he's up and around and doing well. And So thank you on Twitter for everyone sending me your pet photos. And also today, I saw online today, a message from Arnold Schwarzenegger to the Russian people and the Russian troops. And it was very moving. And uh, I've been instructed to share it broadly and widely. And um, so I'm going to play that message for you today. All right. We have a lot of news to get to first. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. First up is an update on the John Eastman email Chapman University case. Here's what we know. Eastman wrote about 90,000 emails when he worked at Chapman University, and the January 6th committee wants them. Eastman is the architect of the Pence pressure campaign to get him to just break the law a little bit and uh, delay the count for 10 days. And before that, he was trying to get him to throw out the electors for seven states. He sued to block the January 6th committee from getting those emails from Chapman University and lost and was ordered to review 1,500 of his emails every day and keep a log of those that he thought should be covered by attorney-client or work-product privilege. Attorney-client privilege is a communication with a client that's been established. Work-product privilege, in case you didn't know, means that you're, you know, talking about stuff in anticipation of litigation. Um, None of that was this. (laughs) Uh, The committee, January 6th committee, told the court his log that he was keeping of privileged stuff sucked. And they filed a 65-page brief listing seven reasons his emails are not covered by privilege, including crime fraud exception. And they allege that Trump and Eastman violated 18 U.S. Code Section 371 and 1512C2, which is conspiracy to defraud the United States and obstructing an official proceeding, respectively. There were 111 emails written between January 4th and January 7th that Eastman said were privileged and didn't want the committee to have. But the committee said, no, they're probably not. 
Now, the court decided it would review those 111 emails in camera, which means in private, and decide for itself whether or not these are covered by privilege. And then then Eastman came back and said, hey, you know what? I'm super busy doing all my lawyery stuff. So instead of reviewing 1,500 emails a day, can I just do 750? Can I do half of that? And, and that would you know give me an extra month to finish. Well, the court responded, and they only responded in a minute order. They didn't have a hearing or anything. And they said, tell you what, we'll split the difference. You can do 1,000 a day and have two more weeks. Now, meanwhile, the judge is still reviewing these 111 emails. So presumably, when the judge said, you can do 1,000 per day and you can have two weeks, presumably the judge has read those emails, or at least some of them, and already knows what's up. And, you know, Eastman wants to keep those emails specifically from the committee. And the judge should rule on that any minute. I've got it's like up on refresh, refresh, refresh. And I still don't see it as of Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. But it's my guess that the judge might just rule that none of the emails are covered by privilege. So it doesn't matter how many he reviews per day because Chapman University is going to have to be ordered to hand them all over anyway, which they've already said they're happy to do. And, and they, they actually admonished Eastman for doing this work on their server. I'll keep you posted as to the disposition of those 111 emails. I'll let you know as soon as I know what the judge has to say about them. Honestly, I figured the judge would have been finished reviewing them by now. But he did say that he would write up a thing like uh, about all the emails and what, you know, whether or not they're covered by privilege and what kind of privilege and what is going to be sent to the committee, what they're going to withhold. So it could take a while to at least write that ruling up. Now, in other news, the investigation into Hunter Biden by Trump DOJ holdovers has hit a snag. On Wednesday, the New York Times reported that the Justice Department has concluded that Hunter Biden paid his tax bill properly. That is a major blow to right-wing conspiracy theorists who were hoping the president's son would be charged with a crime. Nonetheless, the investigation continues and it proceeds along other lines. Quote, Mr. Biden's failure to pay all his taxes has been a focus of the ongoing Justice Department investigation. That's reporter Katie Benner, joined by Kenneth P. Vogel and Mike Schmidt from The New York Times. Quote, while wiping out his liability doesn't preclude criminal charges against him, the payment can make it real hard for prosecutors to win a conviction or a long sentence for tax-related offenses. And that's according to tax law experts, since juries and judges tend to be a little more sympathetic to defendants who paid their bills. Hunter Biden has long been a focal point for Republicans who are attempting, without evidence, to find the Biden administration gave political favors to his son the way former Trump did for his children. But they don't talk about that one. The conspiracy theory that Hunter Biden's business holdings in Ukraine were a basis for then-Vice President Joe Biden's attempt to oust a corrupt Ukrainian prosecutor formed the basis of Trump's effort to shake down Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky over arms deals and aid, which led to Trump's first impeachment. We learned in October 2020 that federal investigators are examining whether emails allegedly describing activities by Joe Biden and his son Hunter and found on a laptop at a Delaware repair shop are linked to a foreign intelligence operation. I've been reporting on this for a year and a half. The FBI seized the laptop and the hard drive through a grand jury subpoena. When Rudy was raided, he's like, why didn't they take the Hunter Biden stuff? We already have it. We already have it. You're being raided. Mr. Giuliani. So they got that laptop. The subpoena was later published by the New York Post. Now, the New York Post published a series of stories, if you remember, based on the emails. 
And it said they obtained those emails from Trump's attorney, Rudy. The first story highlighted what it called a smoking gun email that suggested a meeting between Biden and a representative of the Ukrainian company that once paid Hunter Biden. The Biden campaign says there's no evidence that the meeting happened. The story was greeted with widespread skepticism. And there was a little bit of an investigation with MSNBC, myself, Frank Faglusi, where, you know, we talked about the metadata on that PDF about that meeting in that email was made in Vienna. Oh, that's where Furtosh lives. He's the funder of Fraud Guarantee that paid Rudy $500,000 that Parnas just pled guilty to doing a bunch of dumb stuff for. Well, here's what I think happened. Those emails with the PDFs that were created in Vienna a couple of days before the laptop made its way to Rudy's friend magically at a Mac shop in Delaware when Hunter Biden was living in Los Angeles. Those emails, I think, were created by Rudy and friends. And they were mixed in with actual, authentic, hacked emails from Hunter Biden's laptop. And I think the Southern District of New York is investigating this as part of a wide-ranging Rudy situation, a possible foreign intelligence operation. Now, the special master, Barbara Cohen, who's been going through all the seized Rudy stuff from the last raid that he got to participate in in April. I don't know if he participated as much as sat there while everybody took his shit away. She has finished her work and she's handed most of I think there's like maybe two or three things left that are being unwound, but she's handed pretty much everything over to the Southern District. Now, if my timeline on investigations is correct, we should hear something in the next three months or so. But the DOJ is extremely busy right now with a lot of uh, January 6th stuff. Not necessarily in the Southern District, but they are also very busy. One of the busiest U.S. attorney's offices. But I think there's a bunch of people on loan. Anyway, we will find out probably this year. Now, also, as hundreds of major U.S. companies exit Russia over its invasion of Ukraine, the remaining Coke Industries is staying put. The industrial conglomerate, the second largest privately owned business in America, with $115 billion in annual revenue, they probably pay $8 in taxes, is among those defying public pressure and continuing to operate manufacturing plants and sell products across Russia, while up until Wednesday, remaining mum on the nation's relentless assault on Ukraine. Wichita, Kansas-based Coke has several businesses in Russia, and it's among the nearly 40 companies described as digging in by refusing to curb or stop business in Russia. And that's according to a tally compiled by Yale University professor Jeffrey Sonnefeld and his research team. Political groups supported by Charles Koch, the right-wing billionaire who is chairman and CEO of Koch Industries, oppose broad economic sanctions against Russia. They oppose sanctions, broad sanctions. Stand Together, which is a nonprofit founded by Charles Koch, instead, quote, supports targeted sanctions against Russia in a response to its immoral, immoral invasion of Ukraine. They say, we also believe that sanctions are a legitimate tool of statecraft. However, broad-based economic sanctions rarely achieve their desired policy outcomes. That's Dan Caldwell. That's the group's vice president of foreign policy. He tweeted that Monday. Caldwell previously suggested the U.S. remain neutral on the conflict in Ukraine and not do anything. A similar message comes from Will Ruger, president of another Charles Koch-backed group, the American Institute of Economic Research, or AIER, AIR. According to Popular Information's reporting, quote, the United States can and should do very little for Ukraine. That's what Ruger said on a March 2nd podcast with Reason Magazine, a libertarian publication, also supported by Charles Koch. Quote, Ukraine simply doesn't matter to America's security or our prosperity, said Will Ruger, Koch-backed guy. Advancing that view, Ruger also shared on social media a Reason video entitled Why Russian Sanctions Will Fail. Another Charles Koch-backed group, Concerned Veterans for America, 
is also cautioning against sanctions against Russia, particularly in a, in a petition letter. The group urges, quote, restraint as America responds to Russia's immoral invasion of Ukraine. We should avoid actions that may aggravate the situation further or have damaging repercussions to American prosperity. And finally, today, the House voted 424 to 8. 424. House. The House. 424 to 8 to remove the, quote, most favored, unquote, trade status for Russia and Belarus. Surprisingly, the eight, you can probably guess who they are. They're Biggs, Bishop, Bobert, Gates, Green, Grothman, Massey, and Chip Roy. Every journalist should be asking them why. And it looks as though amidst the additional $800 million in aid that Biden's going to send to Ukraine, he's sending switchblade drones. That's fucking great. That will help the Ukrainians protect their skies since we still have opted for a no-fly zone. But uh, Russian troops on the ground are having grave difficulties as they're facing the brave people of Ukraine. And they're entering the fourth week. People thought that it would take two days to, to capture Kiev. Entering the fourth week of defending their sovereign democracy from the Russian invasion, which I call a little more than immoral, Mr. Koch. From the New York Times, in 36 days of fighting on Iwo Jima during World War II, nearly 7,000 Marines were killed. Now, 20 days after Putin invades Ukraine, his military has already lost more soldiers. That's according to American intelligence estimates. And that's a conservative estimate. That's the intelligence community. They're conservative AF. And like it says here, the conservative side of the estimate at more than 7,000 Russian troops is greater than the number of American troops killed over 20 years in Iraq and Afghanistan combined. It is a staggering number amassed in just three weeks of fighting. That's American officials saying that with implications for the combat effectiveness of Russian units, including soldiers and tank formations. Pentagon officials say a 10 percent casualty rate, including dead and wounded for a single unit, renders it unable to carry out combat related tasks. With more than 150,000 Russian troops now involved in the war in Ukraine, Russian casualties, when including the estimated 14,000 to 21,000 injured, are near that level. They're near a 10 percent level. And the Russian military has also lost three generals, at least, in that fight. And that's according to Ukrainian, NATO and Russian officials. Pentagon officials say that a high and rising number of war dead can destroy the will to continue to fight. The result, they say, has shown up in intelligence reports that senior officials in the Biden administration read every day. Uh, one recent report focused on low morale among Russian troops and described soldiers just parking their vehicles, walking into the woods. On Wednesday, Ukrainian officials reported that a fourth general, Major General Oleg Mityaev, the commander of the 150th Motorized Rifle Division, has been killed. Two American military officials say that many Russian generals are talking on unsecured phones and radios. In at least one instance, they said the Ukrainians intercepted a general's call, geolocated it, and attacked him killing him and his staff. And the reason they're talking on unsecured phones and radios is because Russian encryption only works on 3G and 4G towers, most of which the fucking Russians destroyed in Ukraine. In Vietnam, that was my dad's job. His job was to intercept encrypted Russian communications, decrypt them, translate them into English, re-encrypt them, and then send them back to headquarters, Clark Air Force Base in the Philippines. While he was doing that, he was doing that in enemy territory. He was exposed to Agent Orange. He succumbed to injuries, pancreatic cancer, because of that Agent Orange exposure at the age of 46. Two years younger than me. And it's mind-boggling how ill-equipped 
and untrained the Russian military is. Today in Ukraine, his services, my dad's services, would not be needed. Russia took out their own encrypted communications towers. They can't encrypt their own messages. And the Ukrainians speak Russian way better than my dad did. <laughs> These Russian troops are really, really demoralized. And, and, and I'm not sure because all of, you know, communications and they just have state-run media in Russia. I don't know what the people of Russia think, although we watch these protests in awe of that bravery from the Russians. And today I watched a message from Arnold Schwarzenegger for the Russian people and Russian troops. And he asked that it be shared far and wide. So I'm going to play it for you in its entirety. Hello, everybody. And thank you for sharing your time with me. I'm sending this message through various different channels to reach my dear Russian friends and the Russian soldiers serving in Ukraine. I'm speaking to you today because there are things that are going on in the world that are being kept from you, terrible things that you should know about. But before I talk about the harsh realities, let me just tell you about the Russian who became my hero. In 1961, when I was 14 years old, a very good friend of mine invited me to come to Vienna and to watch the World Weightlifting Championships. I was in the audience when Yuri Petrovich Vlasov won the World Championship title, becoming the first human being to lift 200 kilograms over his head. And somehow a friend of mine got me backstage. All of a sudden there was a 14-year-old boy standing in front of the strongest man in the world. I couldn't believe it. He reached out to shake my hand. <laughs> I mean, I still had a boy's hand. He had this powerful man's hand that swallowed mine. But he was kind. And he smiled at me. I would never forget that day. Never. I went home and I put his photo above my bed to inspire me when I started lifting weights. My father told me to take down that picture and to find a German or an Austrian hero. He got really angry, and we argued back and forth. He didn't like Russians because of his experience in the Second World War. You see, he was injured at Leningrad, where the Nazi army that he was part of did vicious harm to the great city and to its brave people. But I did not take the photograph down, no, because it didn't matter to me what flag Yuri Flasov carried. My connections to Russia didn't stop there, by the way. Oh, it actually deepened. And I traveled there with bodybuilding and for my movies and met all my Russian fans. And on one of those trips, I remember, I met Yuri Vlasov once again. It was in Moscow during the filming of Red Heat, which was the first American movie allowed to film in Red Square. Now, he and I spent the whole day together. He was so thoughtful, so kind, and so smart, and, of course, very giving. He gave me this beautiful blue coffee cup. And ever since then, I've been drinking my coffee out of every morning. <laughs> now, the reason why I'm telling you all of those things is that ever since I was 14 years old, I've had nothing but affections and respect for the people of Russia. The strength and the heart of the Russian people have always inspired me. And that is why I hope that you will let me tell you the truth about the war in Ukraine and what is happening there. No one likes to hear something critical of the government. I understand that. But as a longtime friend of the Russian people, I hope that you will hear what I have to say. 
And may I remind you that I speak with the same heartfelt concern as I spoke to the American people when there was an attempted insurrection on January 6th last year, when a wild crowd was storming the U.S. Capitol, trying to overthrow our government. You see, there are moments like this that are so wrong, and then we have to speak up. And it's exactly the same with your government. I know that your government has told you that this is a war to denazify Ukraine. <laughs> denazify Ukraine? This is not true. Ukraine is a country with a Jewish president, a Jewish president, I might add, whose father's three brothers were all murdered by the Nazis. You see, Ukraine did not start this war. Neither did nationalists or Nazis. Those in power in the Kremlin started this war. This is not the Russian people's war. No. As a matter of fact, let me tell you, what you should know is that 141 nations at the UN voted that Russia was the aggressor and called for it to remove its troops immediately. Only four countries in the entire world voted with Russia. That is a fact. See, the world has turned against Russia because of its actions in Ukraine. Whole city blocks have been flattened by Russian artillery and bombs, including a children's hospital and a maternity hospital. Three million Ukrainian refugees, mainly women, children, and elderly, fled their country. And many more are trying to seek to get out. It is a humanitarian crisis. Because of its brutality, Russia is now isolated from the society of nations. You're also not being told the truth about the consequences of this war on Russia itself. I regret to tell you that thousands of Russian soldiers that have been killed. They have been caught between Ukrainians fighting for their homeland and the Russian leadership fighting for conquest. Massive amounts of Russian equipment have been destroyed or abandoned. The destruction that Russian bombs are raining down upon innocent civilians has so outraged the world that the strongest global economic sanctions ever taken have been imposed on your country. Those who don't deserve it on both sides of the war will suffer. The Russian government has lied not only to the citizens, but to its soldiers. Some of the soldiers were told they were going to fight Nazis. Some were told that the Ukrainian people would greet them like heroes. And some were told that they were simply going on exercise. They didn't even know that they were going into war. And some were told that they were there to protect ethnic Russians in Ukraine. None of this is true. The fact is that Russian soldiers have faced fierce resistance from the Ukrainians who want to protect their families and their country. When they see babies being pulled out of ruins, I think that I'm watching a documentary about the horrors of the Second World War, not the news of the day. Now let me tell you, when my father arrived in Leningrad, he was all pumped up on the lies of his government. And when he left Leningrad, he was broken, physically and mentally. He lived the rest of his life in pain, pain from a broken back, pain from the shrapnel that always reminded him of these terrible years, and pain from the guilt that he felt. To the Russian soldiers listening to this broadcast, you already know much of the truth that I've been speaking. You've seen it with your own eyes. 
I don't want you to be broken like my father. This is not the war to defend Russia that your grandfathers or your great-grandfathers fought. This is an illegal war. Your lives, your limbs, your futures are being sacrificed for a senseless war condemned by the entire world. Now to those in power in the Kremlin, let me just ask you, why would you sacrifice this young man for your own ambitions? To the soldiers who are listening to this, remember that 11 million Russians have family connections to Ukraine. So every bullet you shoot, you shoot a brother or a sister. Every bomb or every shell that falls is falling not on an enemy, but on a school or a hospital or a home. I know that the Russian people are not aware of such things are happening. So I urge the Russian people and the Russian soldiers in Ukraine to understand the propaganda and the disinformation that you're being told. I ask you to help me spread the truth. Let your fellow Russians know the human catastrophe that is happening in Ukraine. And to President Putin, I say, you started this war. You're leading this war. You can stop this war. Now, let me close with a message to all of the Russians who have been protesting on the streets against the invasion of Ukraine. The world has seen your bravery. We know that you have suffered the consequences of your courage. You have been arrested, you have been jailed, and you have been beaten. You are my new heroes. You have the strength of Yuri Petrovich Vlasov. You have the true heart of Russia. My dear Russian friends, may God bless you all. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's AG for the Daily Beans. And today's show is sponsored by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a health and wellness company that specializes in daily nutrition. It can be tough trying to eat healthy and get all your vitamins and minerals and everything in. You know, I intermittently fast and I'm paleo, so I have huge gaps in my nutrition. Plus, I'm perimenopausal, so there's a lot going on there. And who has time to buy 15 different bottles of vitamins and minerals and pills and then a super green, you know, a, a superfoods blend thing to put in your smoothie and then another? It's just too much. And that is why I love Athletic Greens. It is one simple scoop of AG1. It has multivitamins, multiminerals, a probiotic, green superfood blend, 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food ingredients. It's incredible. It tastes delicious. And it's so convenient to mesh and merge all of those products that you need into one delicious drink. Taking AG1 in the morning keeps me productive all day long. I do it before I go to the gym. Uh, like I said, AG1 contains bioavailable ingredients. Uh, and it makes an excellent alternative to those multiple bottles of pills and supplements and probiotics. And it fits well with all lifestyles, including keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, and gluten-free. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, which is great. And it has no GMOs, which is also awesome. And there's no chemicals or artificial ingredients. It's just delicious and pure and awesome. Plus, it's, you know, it's such an easy and convenient habit to start. And what I love the most about Athletic Greens is science, right? In the past decade, AG1 has undergone 53 improvements based on latest research. 
I highly recommend AG1 for supporting your daily nutrition. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free immune-supporting one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you visit athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. And today's show is also brought to you by Helix Sleep, another important part of your health and your healthy routine and your well-being and your self-care. It's sleep. The quality of our sleep can have a significant impact on our health, both physical and mental. Feeling exhausted and drowsy after sleepless nights can have a real toll on you. Uh, and and I have experienced this myself in the past. You know, I have had poor sleep habits. And I couldn't fall asleep. I couldn't stay asleep. I was tossing and turning. And initially I thought it had something to do with stress and anxiety, but actually I was sleeping on a mattress made for someone else. Everyone sleeps differently and having a mattress not suited to your sleeping style or body type can really interfere with getting good quality Z's. So do what I did. Find your ideal mattress with Helix's online sleep quiz at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. Helix has a comprehensive range of mattresses from soft to firm. They have body temperature regulating mattresses, spinal alignment mattresses, and even the Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. I was matched with the Helix Midnight because I'm a side sleeper and I like a medium firm bed, so it's perfect for me. And because of Helix, I fall asleep fast, I stay asleep all night, and I wake up feeling refreshed and alert with no soreness. Helix has over 12,000 five-star reviews. They were the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. And leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine recommend Helix to improve your sleep. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 sleeps, risk-free. They even have financing options available, so a good night's sleep is never far away. And right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders, plus two free pillows for listeners at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's Helix Sleep, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash daily beans for up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. And it's Friday, and that means joining me for the good news today is Amy Carrero. Hi, Amy. Hi, how you doing? Good. It's our last day together for a while. I'm so sad. Mm. I know. I'm I'm doing a play. I'm I'm doing double duty. I'm doing a new TV show and a play. I'm doing Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf at the Geffen Theater. If you're in South California, I was gonna say South Florida. Okay. If you're in South <laughs> Southern California, please come see it. But yeah, I'll be working double duty. So I'm very, very sad. But Maybe I'll call you from like the bathroom on a 15 minute break one Thursday and just be like, please let me read the good news, please. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We'll look forward to that. <laughs> I, I once recorded a mini episode from an airplane bathroom. So, you know, it happens. It's been done. Yeah, it has. It has been done. So this is the good news segment. So if you have any good news, corrections, confessions, a find the cat, what the mutt, whoopee stories, if what anything you're crafting or making or your small business. Send everything to us. Halloween pictures. I want it all. Easter bunny photos. Send it to me. <laughs> at DailyBeansPod. Yeah. <laughs> com, And click on contact. That's how you get in touch with us. And I'm going to kick us off with a submission from Kirsten in PA01, Pennsylvania, First District. Hey, Leguminati. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. Hmm. Coming to you from Bucks County, PA, where our awful GOP Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick has been pushing for a no-fly zone over Ukraine and has promoted the use of imaginary weapons from movies, telling CNN reporter Melanie Zanona that he wanted to see the use of sonar, radar and electromagnetic pulses to take down planes. What? Hmm. Okay. She says, insert eye roll. 
Anyway, Indivisible Bucks County celebrated the holiday here by holding a crappy Fitzpatrick's Day limerick party (laughs) on Facebook and Twitter. A cluster of wonderful activists shared their offerings to mock our member of Congress because sometimes laughter and mockery can be even more damaging than bringing receipts. And it's certainly more fun. If fellow Beans listeners could amplify our offerings, we'd appreciate it. They can be found at hashtag crappy Fitzpatrick's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Here are a few of our offerings. Read as you see fit and keep up all your great work. Your dedication to bringing us the news with swearing is inspiring. Here we go. Fitzpatrick is a Republican scion. When he isn't silent, he's lying. We can send him away this election day. So prepare to say goodbye to Brian. Nice. (laughs) Very nice. And here's another one. There once was a man from Near Falls who refused to hold real town halls. Instead, he just uses scripts, calls and excuses. But it seems he's just lacking some courage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's hilarious. So so wait, does this guy think that those are real weapons? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, great. sounds like it. So just, micro- okay, just microwave the Russians out of the sky. Right. Just why don't you send one of those Jewish beam lasers that. Um, oh, Jewish space what's her lasers. Name? Yeah, space lasers that Marguerite Taylor Green is. Uh, does she have? She knows someone who has, I guess. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. that's totally. what that causes the forest fires. Right. Because we don't rake the forests. Right. Oh, help. Yeah. Somebody help us. OK. <laughs> Next up from she, her, no name given. Some good news to share. This phone number. Oh, I, I, I read about this. 707-998-8410 is a great source of encouragement when you need it. Recordings are done by kindergartners. You guys have to try and share this with your listeners. It took about 30 seconds and was left smiling so hard. I had tears in my eyes. Have an awesome day and thanks for all you do. I have no idea how I'd managed all these years without your morning hot notes. For your viewing pleasure, some artwork I do to get the creative juices going. I use fluorescent paint on conventional paint pouring. And it looks like our producers have left that picture out (laughs) of the good news. So we will have to take a look at it another time. But thank you. It's like that play art. Have you ever seen that? There's like two people like, (laughs) like, this is an art. This is art. And then you finally see it and it's a blank canvas. Yeah. Yeah. This is art. Love it. Or like L.A. story when he's like, and there she is with the with her breasts exposed. And he's (laughs) like, like, he's like, oh, sure. And then you like you look at the art. It's just a big red thing. <laughs> exactly. Love it. Well, I, I look forward to seeing this art. I'm going to poke too. our producers for it. And the phone number again, 707-998-8410. Next up, I'm going to hit the next two here. Great. For Mary, pronouns she and her. My good news is that I've made it through another week and I can stay home all weekend and chill. Yes. I always feel tired and out of sorts for a few days when daylight savings time happens. Me too. Mm-hmm. In other words, it was very foggy when I woke up this morning. I felt like I stepped onto the set of some sort of post-apocalyptic zombie horror movie when I went outside (laughs) to take my trash and recycling to the curb for pickup. I don't know why this made me happy, but it did. (laughs) Nice, Mary. I love it. And then John from Oakland says, hi, Allison. I like your daily beans. I I hear I like your beans. (laughs) I hear you making fun of Lev Parnas' company named Fraud Guarantee. There's a reason behind it that only a person convicted of fraud would think of. Mm. Here's an article from Law and Crime about it. Keep up the good work. Thanks. And we're going to include a link to this article. And here's the excerpt. Fraud Guarantee, a fraud insurance company Parnas created in 2013, was a way to escape a checkered past 
Parnas has been accused of fraud in 2011 and in an attempt to clean up Google search results associated with his name, he started a company with fraud in its name. He made it the mission statement of the business to fight fraud and prevent people from falling victim to it. Oh, interesting. I just. (laughs) So, yeah, because because when you Googled Love Parnas, fraud would come up. So he's like, well, just call my company Fraud Guarantee. And then it's associated with a positive thing. God, that is just, oh, okay. Next up from Michael, pronouns he, him. You asked for costume pics. So let me introduce you to the amazing Katie. Does she love costumes? Do we have half a room dedicated to costumes and materials? Are those silly questions? Yes, provided is photographic proof. FYI, the Wonder Woman costume is a pajama onesie. I included it because that was Katie's standard attire when she was receiving chemo for stage three breast cancer seven years ago. It never stood a chance against her power. Wow. Okay. First of all, I think that's a Columbia. I think that's that first one is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Wonderful. And then we got Kiss. Yep. Not Ace Freely, though, because it doesn't have the stars. And the Wonder Woman onesie is fantastic. Oh, I love it. I love it. I have a friend like this. She has an entire carriage house full of costumes. Oh, how cool and it's is amazing. That? Like, yeah, like she's the mom of my goddaughter. So when all those kids come over for slumber parties, it has to be dress up time for reels. You know? Yes. Oh, I love that's such a good idea, too, especially with kids. I, I read this. I don't know if you ever read this about Barbara Streisand. I am a unofficial Barbara Streisand uh, historian, but she also has a, a very big costume collection. It's so big that she built an extra house or it's like the bottom floor of her home is shaped like is made to look like a shopping uh, mall. And she has all her costumes from all her movies and stage productions. And she puts little prices on them and she likes to go shopping down there. She doesn't invite people, just her, but she likes to shop. (laughs) She likes to shop her closet, as they say. I love Babs. What a kook. Uh, She's awesome. All right. Next up from Jason. Or is it my is it your turn? No, I think it's your turn. Yeah, it's your turn, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Here we go. From Jason. Pronouns he and him. Jason S. This is a combined shit kids say and confession (laughs) since it was me who said it. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. When I was a wee lad in the 70s, my dad had a crush on the movie star Farrah Fawcett. Everyone's dad did, Jason. Yeah, hell yeah. One day we were in a bank. I saw a poster of a new movie with Farrah, and I said, look, Dad, your girlfriend. (laughs) You could guess the 150 million shades of red he turned (laughs) for pet tax. Here's a couple of pics of my dear uh, Kishka, Mm. who crossed the Rainbow Bridge about 10 years ago. She was an army cat, since she loved my army kit. Retired infantry. Jason S., thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. (gasps) What a little baby. Oh, man, that's really funny. There's there just... she is in the army kit. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Find the cat. There's a beauty. So cute. So cool. Lovely. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, thank you. And last up from Claire from Scotland. Pronouns she, her. First time I have declared pronouns. Cool. Nice. 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 Hi, AG, Dana, and Amy. I am new to the podcast and I'm a wee bit confused with some of the lingo in the good news section. I keep hearing about the leguminati and other things sounding like a religious cult in a Dan Brown novel. I'm intrigued as to what you mean. The other yeah. one is whoopee stories. Sorry for being a bit behind the curve. Thanks. Ah, yes, Claire. Well, because it's the Daily Beans and beans are legumes. Right. People who listen to the Daily Beans our community is called the Leguminati. And it is it is based on 
the Illuminati, Illuminati. right? <laughs> yes. And we have a little logo and everything. It's fantastic. <gasps> so that's the Leguminati. The Whoopi story. So a Whoopi is a blankie. I got that word from the movie Mr. Mom. Because oh, the best. When I was a kid, my blankie was just called a blankie mm. or a binky or a pacifier binky, was called yeah. a binky. But uh, some people call their blankies whoobies. And now I've ever since Mr. Mom in the early 80s, you know, every every throw blanket in my house is a whoobie. Cute. And so whoobie stories are stories of stuffed animals or, you know, anything you carried around as a kid or as an adult. That is just like your little security, like a little comfort toy or (laughs) blanket or memory or whatever. That's so, so cute. I love it. So. So those are whoopee stories. So no worries for being behind the curve. And in fact, the reason the show's called The Daily Beans, not too many people know this. I haven't told this story in a while. Back when I was doing the show called Muller She Wrote, which is still a podcast. You can still listen to it every Sunday. But this was like going full steam ahead during the Mueller investigation. And I was just putting all to the Mueller news together in, in one show so you didn't have to go around searching for it. I was looking for a catchphrase like, you know, how Rachel Maddow has her catchphrase, watch this space. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wanted one. I wanted a catchphrase. And so I asked the hive mind. I asked Twitter, I asked Facebook. Nobody was coming up with really, I mean, you know, put a pin in it or whatever, you know, like the typical catchphrases. But then I remembered my good friend, Dallas McLaughlin, who is an actor, comedian, writer for uh, Yo Gabba Gabba and the Aquabats Super Show. Just a super cool dude. He was also a stand-up comedian, and he had a bit where he was sure he was going to get famous if he just came up with the right catchphrase, like <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy, you know, who had get her done, right? And so he was, in a, we were doing a comedy show, and he's testing out catchphrases, but none of them make any sense. Like, he's like, is that medium salsa? Or, you know, just like the weirdest catchphrases. And one of his catchphrases was, put some beans on it. And so... I said, that's going to be my catchphrase. And then when we won the Webby, and you give a five-word speech when you win a Webby. Oh, how cool. Our five-word speech was put some beans on it. And then our daily show came out. After the Mueller investigation wound down, we wanted to do a daily news program. And so we called it the Daily Beans. And because when I, you know, when I want to make a bet or if I have a theory about something, I said, okay, put some beans on this, you know, put some, put some beans on it. And then if my theory is kind of way out there in left field, like and and by the way, back in 2017, the theory that Russia hacked our elections was way out there. Yeah. Right. Like that was cons- like a lot of people like conspiracy. Yeah, theory. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I had like a some sort of a theory about something, I would put space beans like they're way out there in space oh, or funny. super space beans. So that's where beans comes from, and that's where the leguminati comes from. And now you know what whoobies are, too. So that is the answer to your question, Claire, from Scotland. Pronouns she and her. Thank you, everyone, for writing in. Amy, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you, too. I'm going to be a daily listener still. but So I'll get my AG fix. But um, if you want your Amy fix, and literally no one is asking for their Amy fix, but um, yes, I'll be doing a play at the Geffen Theater called Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? I'll try not to shit my pants, but that might also attract some folks into the theater. So I'm just saying (laughs) it may happen. You're going to be so good. You're going to be so good, dude. I hope so. uh, But I'm going to miss this. And then you're going to be like all about the theater. You're like, the theater is where I belong. I'm back in the theater. Try not Mm. to cough a lung up because of all the dust in it. 
and you're going to be talking about your craft. Oh, it's no. going to be. It's Please be throw awesome. some beans, hot beans on me <laughs> if I ever do that. We're going to be talking about method and character and motivation. It's going to be <laughs> rad. Uh, my favorite direction I ever got when I was an extra in a movie, I was in a movie called Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Wait, the Robin Williams one? No, no. The, wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. Oh, Directed by the late, great Ivan Reitman. Wow. And I, Ivan Reitman, because we're all, I'm, I'm just in a mosh pit at a concert, like slam dancing. And Robin Williams is having a fight with somebody in the pit. And we're just slam dancing because when, you know, when you're slam dancing, you don't care about people getting into fights. You're just dancing. You just right. care about the music. Is that like right? a mosh but pit? Kind of the same? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he wants us to react to the fight with Robin Williams. I didn't know that. That's right. not what you do in a pit. But I'm like, okay. <laughs> so he, but his direction, it's the best direction I've ever gotten. He just walks up to the extras on the, uh, you know, there's like 10 of us that are on the front side of the pit, right? That mm-hmm. are in camera view. And he just looks at us and he goes, act. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the my best. God. Just act. I love that. Just That's act. So Would you funny. act? Now and I'm going to so rewatch it. See me. Yeah. You could see me in that scene and I'm overacting. I'm you like are. when the when the headbutt happens, I'm like, what? Oh. And, you know, when they've like film parties and concerts, it's actually silent. Yeah. 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 You know, so oh you're like, oh, my God. That's like, hilarious. Like, oh, it's so great. And he's like, perfect. I'm like, really? That. OK, I guess. Subtlety doesn't come across. No, not in a mosh pit. We're not subtle in the mosh pit. That's so funny. I'm I'm dying. I have to go back and watch that. I love that movie. So I'm going to mm. go, go back and rewatch <laughs> you in it. Yeah. And if you work hard and be kind, you too can be in a movie for 35 <laughs> seconds that airs once a year on HBO Max. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for, uh, you know, letting me and Amy chat it out here for a little bit, going a little bit overboard. Ooh, look, we're over time. That's Ooh. okay. I don't care because I'm going to miss you. Aww. But, you know, it's not like we disappear off the face of the planet. You're you're like in L.A. I'm in San Diego and we have phones. So I will be Hell talking yeah. to you, my friend. Yay. And we're going to see if we can get some cool guests to come in and um, and read the good news in your absence. But um, no one's going to be able to fill your shoes. Oh, that's very kind. I was at this Amazon show I'm doing is with Christoph Waltz. My goal is to get him to come on and read the good news. Just one, like just in his like perfect German accent. That's like my that's going to be my thing for this. OK, for this block. You keep time. me posted. I will. Yeah. See, hey, you got to fill in for me since you're you're taking me. Since exactly. You're for me from my biggest project, the Daily Beans. Listen, it's uh, the most important and always. Will be. <laughs> it's true. This brings a lot of joy to a lot of people and a lot of good information. So I will always make time for it unless I'm doing a TV show and a play at the same time and will not even and have time to sleep. And it's the good information is how I met you because you were doing an impeachment 101 series yeah. on Instagram. And I was like, I got to get you on. I love All it. Right. Well, thank you so much. I will hear you every day, but I will see you soon. Yep. And I'm going to come see your play Great. and it's going to be rad. So break legs. Thank you. Don't don't say the Scottish play word. Never. And uh, <laughs> and everybody until. Well, you know, I'll be here with Muller. She wrote in the MSW book club on Sunday and then back in your ears Monday with the Daily Beans and until then please take care of yourselves take care of each other take care of the planet take care of your mental health and vote blue over Q I've been Allison Gill and I've been Amy Carrero and them's the Beans The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane 
with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media.